0: What's happening, everybody? Big running a champ here. I was just uh, watching a guy longboard, and I was just having flashbacks of um, the first and last time I ever rode a longboard. Now, I suck at fucking skateboarding in general. I can do an ollie. That's it. Hold on. Past tense. Riding a skateboard is not lo- like riding a bike. You might remember how to do it, but it takes a level of fucking coordination that I guarantee if I got on one now, I'd probably fucking break my goddamn legs um so anyway plus i found those things were really expensive so i never fucking rode one um or sorry i never owned one and then if I, if I used anyone else's it was like i'm gonna fuck it up real bad so then i felt bad um anyway i just wanted to tell a story that wasn't just me fucking rambling and fucking over explaining everything um, which is virtually impossible. If it ever happens, I'll tell you the story about how I finally told a fucking story that was straight to the goddamn point. Um, if I ever do, you'll know it's not me. And it's some sort of fucking imposter, alien fucking abduction, um, demon fucking possession. Or, um, maybe I got some fucking Riddlin, which is just another form of demon possession. I fucking try to drug you up, you know? Like it, well, you get it, what I'm saying. Well, I mean, in any, other, any drug is an alien substance, right, as far as your body goes, so that is like an alien abduction, or not so much an abduction, but like uh, where they take over your body and shit. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about that like it's an actual fucking thing that happens. <laughs> it only happens to the saddest fucking redneck hillbillies in the world that are just so desperate for attention. But if you were going to abduct someone and fucking stick probes up their ass for God knows what reason. Like, you you are from a fucking planet that is so advanced that you, um... mastered, like, going to another galaxy where you're completely undetected by... Hum- Not completely undetected. There's lots of detection, I'm sure. Uh, just read your National Enquirer. But, um... Why the fuck? You, you, you've mastered the fucking... Some of the... Greatest fucking mysteries of the universe, but for some reason, you need to get physically with a probe up some redneck's ass. Regardless, if that was your plan, why wouldn't you pick the fucking most ridiculous fucking idiot that would just say anything for attention? That's exactly who you would pick. That's who I would pick. Or and then, then do them like they you did in, they Yeah, do them like they did in fucking uh, in the Simpsons, where they just sprayed them with rum. And then they're just like, ah, yeah, we don't trust you, rummy, you know. Anyway. This is uh, the story. <laughs> this is the story about me riding on a longboard. Now, it doesn't just start with me riding on a longboard, because I got on a fucking, or sorry, we'll start in the middle of this story where I just got on this longboard. Now, this is a long story, pun intended, much longer than this board, But at the time, I lived in Victoria, and anyone who knows Victoria, B.C., or uh, understands that the geography of that particular island, it's very mountainous and hilly. Hilly as fuck. Like, I I nickname it Hilly vanilli because of um, all the hills. I never nicknamed it that. I just came up with that now. What a fucking tragedy that I uh, didn't think of that sooner. Fucking gem. Anyway, um... Wait, The gym was another fucking story. But I did a whole episode on that. Remember that? It was like a fucking six-hour episode of me just trying to fucking tell one little story. It was like a one-sentence fucking story. And uh, and so we go. And so it goes. It sounds like something Kurt Vonnegut used to say a lot. Did he die? I don't fucking know. Everything I would have written was written in the past so it would all be past tense when I speak about someone But I feel like especially an author that fucking wonderful um, But anyone as long as we you know, like he, he lives on through his work is what I'm trying to say I don't want to speak about him in past tense because I, uh, I speak about past um, Things I can't really speak too much cleverly on the future Now, I want to drop something on you guys before I lose it. I'll never get... uh, God help me if I ever finish this fucking story. But some people live in the past, and we can see how destructive that is. It's great to visit the past. It's great to go over everything that's ever happened for nostalgia's sake, but also just to recap and and analyze. Because you're looking at it with a different set of eyes, a different brain set. And... um, The only thing is, is not to dwell there. Not to fucking maintain there, or just not get, like, as an escape from reality. You gotta face the current reality and you gotta face the future. But another one, another concept a lot of people uh, do, um, it's a little more harder to understand, but is people will live in the future, but they live in a fucking proposed future that is never gonna fucking happen. You know the type of people I'm talking about. Like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Oh, I don't gotta worry about because by that time, I'm gonna, like, you know, they like, oh I'm gonna have lots of money in the future. I'm gonna, uh, actually, Seinfeld has a great bit about how we sabotage fucking future us. Like, fuck morning guy. Night guy's like, fuck him. You know, or like, you know, like when you buy something, it's like don't a penny down those scumbag furniture places that fucking just loan shark you with some bullshit that you can't afford. Because you, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to afford that in fucking years. Um, and I'll tell you, the, the repo job, you've got to, like or any sort of debt collection or repo job, it can be a pretty decent job, but there's times that fucking suck you gotta take back the fucking shit from this deadbeat fucking people and the deadbeat people are fucking deadbeats so you don't have to feel so bad for them but it's the children that suffer the most and they're just like why are the bad men taking away all our stuff And why do the bad men hate us so much and it's like <laughs> it's so fucking heartbreaking I'm laughing because it's just so fucking sad it's funny but um, oh my god shit like that is just fucking horrible I can't even imagine trying to throw people out of their house. I've thrown people, and I mean physically, ejected people physically from a, from a building. But children, um, you know, throwing them out of their house where they live—it's like fuck. But don't get me wrong—I like to talk about both sides of everything. There's scumbag landlords and there's scumbag tenants. The idea of being a fucking landlord makes you a piece of shit by default. But I'd be honest—I'll be honest—I if I could own properties. If I could actually... I don't even give a fuck. I'll never legally own anything. But even if I could manage properties, I would do it. And I would fucking barely break even just so that I could give people an affordable place to live and fix... I'd fix up their fucking place better than my own because I just know what it's like to be one of those people. And I, I would just like to make life the world a little bit better for those people. Um, and, and that sounds like I'm a really good guy. It's not. I've lived a horrible life of fucking... Of, of, of Terrible shit, and um, I would like to feel better, and that's just me desperately trying to feel better So don't think I'm a good person. I'm a fucking piece of shit All right, let's be clear Or, or both at the same time like I say I always try to stay on both sides of the fences, you know left right up down fucking red blue fucking whatever Gay, straight, what was? What's the difference? What uh, was that? George Carlin, and um, I think it was Jay Bo- Silent Bob's. Moment. If it wasn't George Carlin, I placed him in that position where he's just the fucking hitchhiker, and he's talking about like blowing guys. He's like gay, straight, what's the fucking difference? <laughs> uh, it's fucked up because I think that was George Carlin, but even if it wasn't, though, my brain, like when your brain does put the wrong person in the wrong like spot because or, or in this case it would be perfect if it's not it fucking well should be Tommy's praying and if he isn't he fucking should be but anyway let's get back to the fucking longboard long story so one of my best friends um, was telling me all about longboarding and how you're supposed to stop and he was he's like one of the best storytellers you've ever fucking heard in your life So I was hanging on every fucking word of every story the guy ever told me. But then, when I got on the fucking thing, I lived on a fucking hill. Like a serious fucking hill. Like, uh, you know how a house is a walkout? Our house was a side walkout. The basement went out the fucking side. Like, you know how properties are built so that they slope down towards the backyard and then you have a backyard walkout? Um, some people actually along the lake here on the north shore of Lake Erie, they have a walkout that walks into the water. Actually, sometimes you swim out because the fuck... Anyway, that's the whole thing. But... Um, fucking... This had a side walkout. I swear to God, the basement exited on the side. That's how serious the fucking hill was that we live on. I've never seen that in my life. I've seen thousands of fucking homes. But this home was extremely unique in a lot of ways. Um, anyway... I digress, so I, I I stood on this fucking longboard, lawn longboard, lawn longboard, longboard, and um, I fucking, I just started going, 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 and then I started panicking, I started freaking out, and I'm going over this fucking entire story, it was like two hours long about longboarding and all this fucking shit, and I remember him talking about how to, stop. I probably got up to take a piss or something. And he's telling me, uh, when he was telling me how to stop on the fucking thing. Because I don't know how to stop on rollerblades, I don't know how to stop on skates. I don't know, or sorry, I don't know how to stop properly. And skates, you hit the fucking wall. You know, you're, or unless you're in the fucking, um, a pond or whatever, then you hit a fucking tree. Or you just kind of fucking go off the edge and then shuffle around and hopefully stay upright. Um, Or you don't, you know, you don't get hurt which isn't a concern when you're young, you know, because you can fucking heal and shit, and you're fucking stupid. Um, when you get older, it's a lot harder to fucking heal and recover, and you got to work every fucking day regardless. I remember talking about compensation when you're, like, an independent business owner, you just don't get it. And then, um, I'm like, yeah, I remember I got the luxury of fucking walking funny when I broke my fucking toe while I was working. Um... But yeah, it's like you didn't get a day off. You didn't get to fucking go home early. <laughs> you just fucking got to just hobble around like a fucking dickhead. Um, but there's more than enough people having to do shit like that. God bless them all. Where was, where was I? Anyway, but a fucking skateboard accident. Like fuck. One time I fucking couldn't even make it to work. I fucking was dragging myself up to the fucking uh, clinic. I fucking jumped off a swing. I was drinking the night before heavily. And I won the competition. It was a who can jump the farthest off a, a swing on the, at the park. But I landed on one fucking leg sideways. I fucked my knee up permanently, it seems. <laughs> Actually, there's so many goddamn injuries. It's just like trying to recap all the injuries is, is, is it's impossible. Look how hard it is for me to tell one fucking story. You think I could recap every fucking injury? Oh my god. I just had like the montage of like Homer Simpson just fucking getting smashed in the head. Um, now, I have not withstained enough, or enough, I withstained enough. I, haven't, I know people with very thick skulls, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean some people have withstained so many fucking blows to the head, um, it make me look silly. Like, I've definitely taken quite a few, but anyway, let's uh, let's focus here. Let me try to use whatever is still rattling around in this skull of mine uh, to finish the story. Is um, oh yeah, so I just ended up crashing into the fucking uh, into the curb and, and bailing just before an intersection. It was just like I'm like, how the fuck are you supposed to stop? Because like fuck, you know, it's like on rollerblade skates or fucking whatever, or on a regular skateboard. I'd never gone too fast. This thing was like fucking insane. I've never been on a longboard with, like, really good fucking wheels and shit. Like, the skateboards from the 1980s were a lot bigger and heavy-duty. But the ones in the 90s and, I guess, into the 2000s, I don't fucking know. um, That the guys, they were a lot smaller. Like, way better for tricks. um, But, like, would never go fast enough that it would be a concern. Plus, I never fucking went down any crazy hills or shit. Um, But, yeah, anyway, I just ended up crashing into the fucking curb and then bailing onto a fucking lawn uh, right before the intersection. Because if I went into that traffic, I was fucking toast. Um, I've been hit by a car before, but like on a lawn board and on a fucking... Uh, yeah, just you know, all stiff-legged and trying to fucking maneuver and shit. At least when you're not expecting it, you don't stiffen up so much. That's why it's good to be really fucking drunk when you get into an accident or, or skydiving or... Anyway... Uh, it's, it's good to be unconscious or semi-conscious at most and uh, let just let your body go limp sometimes. Um, sometimes you just got to let it happen, you know? Like I said, you know, you can't al- always be the alpha male. You just got to go limp and let it happen. I'm trying to make a prison sex joke. That, it's not really funny. Um... I just like to throw a prison sex joke in. You know, it's like everyone has those content fucking things where you gotta have, like, a certain amount of content. I feel like prison rape is a fucking thing that's not talked about enough, so I like to throw it in every hundred episodes or so. Um. Anyway, what do you guys think about this moving company here? Two men in a truck. I find it very sexist. Like, as if, you know, like, why can't there be two ladies in a car? Like, you know, that's... I don't know I, 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 um, I was hearing bad stuff about these guys And it's like you know what Even if they're the worst ever I Anyone who does that fucking job My hat is off to them. Because that job fucking sucks It's fucking brutal And it's not just people think it's just a physical labor I can do physical labor until I fucking absolute My bones turn to dust It's uh, something I've done my whole life And most of us understand um, um, that What it is It is what it is it's the fucking ball busting cunts on every fucking job site. There has to be at least one annoying ass fucking bitch. Now, I'm saying cunt and bitch, you might be picturing a lady. Sometimes it is, it's not always. So, it's not just always a lady, it's just an annoying fucking piece of shit person that could be any size, shape, age, or fucking gender. And they're fucking busting your goddamn balls about everything, and it's so fucking annoying. So, anyone who does work like that, my hat is off to that person. I don't wear a fucking hat. So the fact that I would go to the fucking thrift store, buy a fucking stupid-ass fedora, put it on, and then fucking raise it up at least one or two fucking centimeters off the top of my head, I think that's pretty fucking flattering, okay? Fuck's sakes. So anyway, I actually did almost finish that fucking story, but it was more than just that one crash because it took me back to childhood when I lived in Cobalt, another place full of fucking hills. You know, I mean, I, I, my, my people come from a land that, that is very hillicious. Um, I don't know if hillicious is the term. Actually, no. Sorry, I'm not certain of anything more than uh, uh, that. There's no better term than hillicious. Where you find the hills so wonderful, they're delicious. Um... It's just... I'm tongue-tied now because there's no fucking word that's better that could top what I just fucking said. It's the best thing I ever said at this point. But anyway, when I had one of those cozy coupe fucking cars, I didn't even realize there was a name for it. Like those orange cars with the yellow roof and the Flintstone fucking, um, floor, like, you gotta drive with your feet like a Flintstone. What do I gotta explain everything to you guys? Come on. Quit breaking my balls over here. Anyway, I hopped in that fucking thing and just started going again. And at the end of the hill, there's always a fucking intersection. I was only fucking, what, three years old back then? I got the stumpiest little fucking legs. Even my mom was breaking my balls. She's like... Or as of my brother, I don't know, I was one of these guys. They were like, Ron isn't really short on anything, except for legs, because I had little stumpy legs and a big body. Now I got really long fucking dancer's legs. And I don't even know where to put them half the time. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like my steering wheel is always so far away. Like, if I sit comfortably way fucking back, and then I feel like I need my steering wheel up close. I like to have, you know what I mean? I don't like to lean back like some fucking ace Is that just me? I like to ask rhetorical questions and I wait a while. Like you guys are gonna answer back. Now the thing is there's a lot of voices going in my head but they're all assholes so I don't listen to most of them. But you guys, you guys I listen to. Um, I mean the only guys who ever even fucking were on the show was M and V, Anonymous, the anonymous couple. Two of my favorite people of all time. They're the only ones that ever fucking, uh, actually came on the show. Everyone else is just... Fucking, where are you? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Nobody has to be on this show if they don't want. And, um, I just, I just hate you, that's all. Um, I, uh, that's, that's it. So anyway, the same fucking thing. Um, I'm just looking down, i the ground moving way too fucking fast. Um, I think my brother ripped down on his fucking, uh, like, this thing was like an Indy 500 pedal car. And I remember him just putting his feet up, and then the fucking pedals going so fucking fast. Like, they would have ripped his fucking feet off. And it was very traumatizing. I don't remember what happened after that. I'm assuming it was a crash. Or maybe we, uh, we, uh, we landed safely. I don't fucking know. Another time, though, in that same house, I tried to get on my brother's bike. And again, my stumpy legs failed me. And I couldn't reach the fucking pedals. And our, I went over a goddamn fucking wall because uh, the, the fuck, there was, the hills were so drastic in that town. Uh, Cobalt, you know, very mountainous, very hillicious. Um So what people would do, is, uh, they split your lawn into two elevations, a high and a low, and then you just stick a wall there. That way you can mow the fucking thing without this ridiculous 45 degree angle. Or you're like, fucking cliffhanger with a fucking lawnmower fucking dragging it up and fucking just, you know, like, holy shit. I don't know if you guys, I, my, my fucking lawn now is not level at all, but I don't give a fuck. My, I got a fucking Murray, uh, bush mower. That thing is fucking phenomenal. I've had it. I've had it fucking spiffed up a little bit here or there, like the fucking handles welded back on, or like the tires, or a little bit of hardware upgrades. But that Japanese engine, fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I, uh, I, I applaud the Japanese and what their their fucking ability to manufacture, uh, especially fucking engines and shit. That's why Germany and Japan could just take over the fucking world. You know, they could. They almost did. I love Norm McDonald's. <laughs> fucking bit on that um, you ever hear about this guy Germ- these guys, Germany oh my god <laughs> they went to war who did they go to war with the world <laughs> Out of, what are you fucking Mars oh I love that Like that <laughs> should have been over in like five minutes it was, it was close <laughs> then they did it again holy shit I remember one guy uh, will rename rename mainless. Remain nameless. Main nameless. <laughs> he's just like he said something about being German, then he's like, the third time's a charm. <laughs> whoa! Oh <whoa. laughs> was that a was that a fucking Holocaust joke? Those aren't funny for another six months. Um, there's a there's a time uh, limit on when jokes can be funny. Like 9-11 jokes are still in the vault until uh, what? Another couple of years at least. I'm just joking. You can joke about anything at any fucking time. Now, I will say, I don't want to call out anybody specifically, but one of my buddies, his name is Jackson, we'll call him. (laughs) He fucking went to one of those... Actually, I don't even know if it was one of those parties. You know those parties where, like, you're supposed to wear a fucking, like, the most inappropriate, like, like, horrible, dark humor joke costumes? Um... There's a lot of these, anyway, and, uh, the guy showed up as kinda like a zombie. Uh, like a dead person sort of thing, I don't fucking know, but he had a t-shirt that said, I survived 9-11, and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. <laughs> and, um, it was, what, like a fucking month after 9-11 happened, <laughs> it was like, holy shit, man. You gotta give that fucking time. The dust hasn't settled yet, the flames aren't even out, like that's some heavy shit. I didn't understand what was going on, I was 16 at the time, I did not understand how serious that shit was. Um, I knew things were fucked up, but I didn't realize how scary things were. I just remember my mom saying that we were only like, she said, you're 13, you're too little to go to war, cause she thought, cause you know, she lived through conscription times, and so we harbored, our family harbored draft dodgers um, for certain things and then, you know, she, they, they, a lot of my family did go to war and, um, regardless, my mom was terrified that we were going to get conscripted so she started making up, like, she was really scared, my mom doesn't get scared easy. and, um, she just started making up excuses on how we were going to not go to war. It's like, shit, mom, you ever gone to Rexdale? Fuck. <laughs> it's, uh, or Scarborough. That's where my mom's, uh... God forbid my mom had to grow up in Scarborough. Holy shit, what a godless place. At that point, it's like, fuck, let's go to Vietnam. No, I, um, I feel bad for anyone that had to fucking go there under those conditions. I mean, just surviving in the jungle, even with no war whatsoever. I think, again, my hat's off to... Anyone that goes through that shit to survive in that shit, or any to survive in any really rough terrain, uh, fuck. My hat is off to those fucking people. I would switch to a Hamburg from a Fedora just to just to tip my hat in a little more classy way to people that survive such fucking shit. Anyway, where the fuck was I? Well, then, well, anyway, on that note, i uh, respecting uh, troops and shit. I think we should respect the troops. Not that we should glorify war, the military, the government. they can all, that, that shit's all horse shit, uh, more or less. I mean, it's all fucking bullshit. But I respect anybody, just like I respect the movers, healthcare professionals, fucking... Um, any of these... Any workers that do rough fucking work and soldiers, regardless of your fucking politics, your beliefs on this or that, they do rough fucking work. Even if most of them just sit around fucking binge drinking and fucking around. <laughs> no, they, they fucking work hard when the time comes and they fucking, uh, and that, 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 I respect no matter what. So anyway, let's all just take a moment to appreciate people that work hard and, uh, you know, whatever the fuck they're doing for whatever fucking purpose. But anyway, I feel like, uh, I don't know if I wrapped up the stories of me just getting on vehicles, like, whether it be a longboard as a grown-ass man, or a fucking bicycle, or my Flintstone car as a little fucking child with stump legs. It is kind of a great metaphor for life. Everything is a metaphor. The hill is a metaphor. Um, Life is going to happen to you just like that. Where it's moving way too fucking fast, and you can't put your feet down and stop it. You don't even know how to stop. Um, you're going over the fucking edge of some fucking hill. This is these are common fucking uh, things, and you know, perfect metaphors for life. Like things are gonna go pretty fucking fast. Like uh, Ferris Bueller said, you know, stop and look around every once in a while. You're gonna miss it. Anyway. You can't really fucking slow life down too much. Now, if you want your perception of life to slow down, we've been over this. You have to try new things. You have to do things that are scary. Because that's when your brain, all the receptors really, I'm not going to speak intelligently, but I'll try. All the receptors in your brain really fucking open up for new experiences. Like if you see someone who's afraid, you watch what happens to their face, like their physical reaction, their your mouth will open up. Your eyes go really fucking wide because you're afraid you're trying to be in the most alert state um, to deal with whatever's coming your way. That's kind of how your brain is working. That's why the first days, the first time doing anything, moments feel like hours, you know? And uh, that's the way to make your life to extend your fucking life, at least your perception of it, and that's some real shit, you guys know that, you stay in your fucking comfort zone, you do the same fucking shit every single day, time's gonna fly by, now this is some of the best advice I ever got from one of the hardest workers, if not the hardest working guy I've ever met in my fucking life, um, I won't call him out by name, actually he has a very common name, the funny thing is when I used this guy's name, I was talking about a different guy, but everyone thought I was talking about a different person, and it was, um, it's fucking hilarious, and I think we all are connected in this way, because it could have been, there's so much of the shit that I'm saying that's interchangeable, but this guy specifically has worked way too hard from his whole fucking life. Um, but it's, it's one of those guys that's doing really well, but when this guy's doing well, the world makes sense. Because we know way too many of the opposite, where you get the laziest, of shit, the most useless fucking idiots that coast through life or do really well. However, they're never doing as well as this guy because this guy came from with, with started with fuck all and just worked hard his whole life to be a great guy and like any like he so with that basis he's able to appreciate life on a level that most people never will. How, and also um But anyway, one thing he, he taught me was He'll, he'll focus on something good that he's going to do in the future. And then he fucking... He's, like, just kind of, like... I can't remember how he said it. He just, like, he's... You just go into work mode. And he'll just fucking blink. And it'll be, like, months have gone by. Because time goes by... He was explaining how time goes by really fast. This guy works, like, insane fucking hours. Like, works harder than anyone I... Like I said, people in sweatshops are like, Man, that white guy needs to chill the fuck out. Um... <laughs> like in china they're like holy shit (laughs) just fucking take a day man take a day off um but anyway that guy appreciates a day off more than fucking anybody and um my point is though he he taught me like it's just like yeah you just get working and shit especially if you work six or seven uh days a week You, you work doubles nights um you only sleep for like 10 fucking minutes it's rough at times But your fucking days fly by, and then you're focused on uh, you know the things you are going to enjoy when you do have some time, you know, with your friends and family or whatever. And um, anyway, that that guy has more of an understanding about life than most people I know. And uh, I could go on and on and on and on about that guy alone. But he's you know I um, I need to get into fucking work myself. Ironically enough. And uh, You guys are all uh, very special to me. I I, I don't like to incriminate anyone So I don't like to talk about anyone specifically by name But uh, you guys know you're all special to me if you ever want to come on and talk shit yourself You can and and again if you don't that's okay. I just I fucking hate you. That's that's all I take back all the love that I fucking said I Gotta go (laughs) Be well everybody What's happening, everybody? Big Brandon chip here. I'm in the middle of a fucking plumbing disaster. Every fucking plumbing job I touch turns into shit. Um, but as every fucking skilled tradesman or ex-tradesman, that makes me an X-man in, in a way. It's X, that's what X is, I'm assuming that's what X-man is, 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 is a short for. Um... Wouldn't every fucking uh, person that changed to uh, a woman be an X-man? Is that what those movies are about? I haven't seen them all. Anyway, that's a hilarious joke I came up with. Uh, uh, Even for a dad joke, that's that's pretty fucking good, I gotta say. All right, I said that wrong. Anyway, this fucking goddamn plumbing shit is turning into a fucking disaster. Because everything that was done on my fucking house... I, honestly, I wish my house was inhabited previously by a fucking family of raccoons because they would have fucking taken better care of the goddamn place. Um, uh, anyway, they like everything that was done was done so fucking stupidly. All the drain val- uh, pipes, all the valves, every fucking goddamn thing that was done to this poor fucking house fucking was done so terribly. So I got this crooked-ass fucking drain... So I can either install the entire new fucking sink and vanity and all this shit on an angle, which it is. I, actually, the thing I got is fucking crooked as shit. Um, the floor is crooked. The fucking vanity's crooked. The fucking drain pipe, though, is fucking askew as fuck, and it's also broken. I had no idea that it was fucking leaking. So I'm glad I fucking got down there. I Should have known everything in the fucking house is broken. Why the fuck wouldn't it be crooked and busted and fucking... Like, it's pretty bad when you go to the hardware store and the guy swears at you... Because the thing the thing you got going on is so bad. Um, but I'd be more upset if he didn't. I'm like, everyone that opens up a wall or a cabinet or a fucking floor or any anything... Is, like, you open, try to open up in my house is, is followed by... What the fuck happened here? Um, but anyway, as any fucking trades guy... Or fucking whatever will tell you. It's always the fault of the guy before. That being said, in this case, it actually fucking is. Um, You know. So, the best way to fucking put this, because i got to get back to fucking work before the goddamn sun goes down, because I'm planning on doing some electrical, and I need the light, God's light of the fucking sun, to fucking help me. Speaking of which, I'm raising my fucking girl as a son. Uh, and that, and by that I mean I'm gonna retire from all this shitty shit work. She was watching me for a while. Um, actually, I, I think I did worse after she left. Because I was trying to do a good job and impress her. And then when she left came the, the profanity. Oh, the profanity. Oh, the horror. The horror. Anyway, um, I love you all. God bless you. And, uh, I don't know, I... I, I... I, I thought I was good at plumbing. The worst thing is, is it's probably the trade I'm best at, and I still fucking suck balls at this fucking thing. Alright? I could suck a fucking golf ball through a garden hose. Why? Because that involves plumbing. I don't know, that, that didn't even sound funny in my head. I felt like there were some components of a fucking, could have made a joke. But the thing is, my day job as a plumber, I can't quit, because that's how bad at comedy I am. You know, when people tell you not to quit your fucking day job. <sighs> anyway, go fuck yourselves, everybody. I love you all. This episode is brought to you by roto Ruger. Just call us. Don't try it yourself. Who are you kidding? You fucking suck. What's happening, everybody? Uh, a little, uh, running a little bit late today. A little bit behind. Things are fucked up. I was up for an hour and a half last night trying to get my baby back to sleep. The poor thing. She got some shots yesterday. She was really fucked up. It was her first fucking shots of hard liquor. And now I'm just joking. Um, I'm just joking. It was, uh, she had to get needles. And then we had shots. She's had liquor before. It wasn't her first time. I was trying to make a joke there, okay, guys? It's not even funny. My poor little baby was really fucked up. But actually, she didn't really freak out this time. Uh, not like she did the when she, she had to get the ultrasound. Uh, the first one, she was great. Actually, every other time, she's been a fucking perfect little angel. And then she just flipped the fuck out the one day. And then it's like, I'm telling the nurse or the doctor or whatever the fuck, uh, the lady that does the x-rays, I'm like, normally she loves everybody. It must be you. You know, like it's like when someone likes... like when a dog is nice to you and people are like oh, this dog usually hates everybody and then you feel like the greatest human being that ever lived if the dog likes you because it makes you feel extra special Um, I feel like that with people because I I feel like no matter what I can get along with absolutely everybody given enough time I can find common ground with any human being that is an absolute I will fucking uh, put out Um, some people fucking hate me initially, for whatever fucking reason, but I think eventually, I can find common ground with anybody, I truly fucking believe that wholeheartedly, Um, but anyway, this lady, this young lady was the opposite with, um, of like, yeah, usually this baby's nice for everybody, she, she had a really rough day that day, like a whole bunch of bad shit, Um, and then she was at the hospital for hours, and and whatever. So I felt bad because this I had to tell this lady, it's like, yeah, fucking she my baby just hates you because you're terrible. That's all there is to it. Um, she's only ever been mean to one other nurse. The mean no, she was never mean to anyone actually. That nurse, I've told you guys about this many times, was a such a fucking cunt. I was gonna fucking put her head through the goddamn wall. Um, if my wife wasn't there, I fucking would've. I would've said, I would've told my baby, I'd be like, listen, honey, you're only two days old. And, um, you've already had to meet your first horrible, horrible cunt. And, um, I want you to watch me destroy this human being. And you don't have to feel a shred of remorse, because this is the worst person ever. With no redeeming qualities. And, um don't have to murder her, but we want to make sure that she fucking suffers, and can't hurt anyone else, so we're going to fucking dismember her, um, but anyway, couldn't do it, um, it was making, you know, it's a, it was making my missus upset that, um, and the baby's so fucking upset the whole situation, so it's like, ah, uh, anyway, where was I, kind of got off on a tangent here. My baby is actually a sweet little angel, is, is, is all that you have to take away from this. Actually, we were just visiting grandma recently, um, and uh, actually my baby's great-grandma, and um, she used to work in the maternity ward, and I was like, you know what, I gotta say, I was so impressed. You know, with that one exception I just mentioned, um, Everyone else was just so fucking amazing. Just so wonderful. It just takes a special type of person to be able to do that job. Um, to handle the stress of working in a hospital and doing anything, let alone being a nurse or whatever. Um, it takes a very, very special type of fucking person to be able to do the job. Be able to do the job well is another matter. Um... But also, dealing with brand new fucking parents and brand new babies, like, that is, uh, that also takes a certain disposition. And, um, very, very impressed by, by our treatment there. But anyway, I was talking to Grandma about that. She's, she's really good with babies. She worked in the maternity ward. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. She's like, what, I fucking over 80 years old and still, uh. Really good at it. And still not fucking miserable and crotchety and whatever. Because that—that's not just a, like some people think. That's just how it's when you get old. It's like no, some people can become bitter cunts when they're like teenagers, you know, and or in their thirties, forties. Like that can happen so fucking early. Believe me, I spent many times as a grumpy, bitter fucking asshole. Um, we all do it. But it depends how far you take it, you know? Are you going to let that anger and bitterness fucking consume you? Or are you going to uh, find a way to fucking deal with it? Like, you know, it's like it's one thing blowing off steam. It's another just be letting the darkness consume you. Becoming a complete fucking miserable cunt. And finding no joy left on this fucking planet. And then it's not just enough to be miserable, but you've got to try to take... Extinguish the light of joy and fucking hope and asha. Um I just found out that word and I think it's in Hindi because I was listening to that song Brim Full of Asha on the 45 and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? This guy is so excited about having ash on his brim. His whole brim is full of it, but asha means hope in Hindi. Um I think Asha Bosley was a Bollywood actress. I fucking love Bollywood. It's like I don't know. I just I just I love Indian music, Indian cinema, I love Indian culture altogether. I just love how happy it is. Uh one thing I found very amusing, um is in uh Dragon's Den, uh these guys their their business is blood packs. Um we were first introduced, uh, anyone around near my age, which I think we we're somewhat near, um, in, in RoboCop, uh, because they used a lot of those, I think they held the record for a while, <laughs> just fucking, uh, blood packs, you guys getting fucking blasted away, and, you know, we were all traumatized by that shit, and then, um, but anyway, this guy came out and got fucking shot up to shit. And, uh, four of the dragons didn't even fucking flinch, didn't even bat an eye, but fucking, um, what's his name? The Indian guy, what the fuck was his name? Vikram Vij. He was fucking mortified. He was genuinely terrified and, like, just, like, horrified by the violence. Um, because he had not been desensitized the way the rest of us are. And, um, yeah, and then he's like, he's like, I watched like Bollywood, you know? It's like, it's just singing and dancing and fucking fun and happiness. What the fuck is this? (laughs) Well, I didn't say, like, that is, but you know, um, I thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) Ah, shit. But North American culture is all about, like, extreme violence, ultra violence that's a term from Clockwork Orange. Um, Completely desensitized, but fucking mortified by sexuality in the human body. We find the human body so fucking abhorrent, and sexuality so fucking off-putting. And I'm the same, because I was raised that way. The funny thing is, is it just makes you want to have sex so much more. It just makes you think of, like, the human body and sexuality as this, like, fucking naughty, bad fucking... Like, now that weed is legal, I don't even want to fucking do it. But growing up, when it was, like, a badass thing, that you could pretend was, like, this fucking... I mean, I don't know. I still felt like everybody was doing it anyway. But, um... Sorry about that. I was uh, just drinking water. I should have paused, but oh god. Anyway, speaking of Indians, um, they're they're my favorite people. This particular guy, um, I can't remember who the fuck I was talking to. I was talking to a guy in a call center, and. whether it was here or there, he's an Indian guy. I, I prefer to talk to Indians. I can't stand being. like, I fucking had to talk to some fucking fucking guy in God knows fucking where. Eh. It's like, if a white person from North America answers the phone, I almost hang up immediately. Unless, of course, they're from the South. The guy I got to talk to about my um, my uh, crib, I, I need an item for a uh, playpen it was, actually. He was fucking fantastic. A man named Orinzi, uh, but he actually—well, he was a black uh, black dude from the uh, a, a, a real gentleman from uh, North Carolina. Actually, um, it was such a fucking pleasure to talk to that guy. He was so fucking helpful, but he had that like Southern gentleman's uh, charm. And uh, they're, they're so over and above down there. I was like, I miss it down there so much. And just talking to you makes me want to come down. He's like, well, then you got to come down here, Mr. Wright. And he's like, ah, he was an aviation nerd. I think I already talked about this guy, but he, he warrants uh, bringing up again. But he's like, as an aviation nerd, especially a man named Wright, you got to get down here. It's like, we got the Wright Brothers uh, Memorial Exhibit, whatever it was, uh, museum. And then he started talking about aviation. I was talking about how my uncle was a pilot in um, the American Air Force. And he was telling me what base he would have flown out of. Just just from the little bit of information I gave him. Because he was so into it. And I was like, yeah, when I was in um, South Carolina, I was near a base. I'm like, something flew overhead. It looked like something from uh, like a fucking video game. Like It looked like an alien spacecraft. It was so fucking advanced. And... Um, because Lord only knows what fucking technology the U.S. military has. Um, fascinating. I didn't get to do it, but actually I was going to tour uh, West Point and check out all the battleships and all that shit. And I'm not a big fan of war. I hate that, uh, the, uh, the, what, it, what it you know, I hate it for obvious reasons. But battleships, weapons... Um, anything, any any technological advancement, even if it is for fucking horrible reasons, is absolutely phenomenal too. It's just, it's still a human achievement, even if it, you know what I mean? It's like that giant digger thing in Germany. I thought that thing was from a science fiction movie. It's a giant excavator. Actually, we we're just talking about it because they found some sort of fucking minerals. Jesus Christ, Marie, they're minerals over here in uh, the south end of Welland one of the shittiest fucking places on planet Earth, Southern Welland, or Eastern Southern Welland, especially the East Side. Um, (laughs) they, they found some sort of minerals. I can't remember what they're building there. Um... But I started seeing all this mining equipment. I thought I was having a stroke. My brain was fucked up. I'm like, what the fuck? I started seeing all these big excavators. But anyway, I can't remember the name of the goddamn fucking thing. I don't know if you guys have seen... There's, like, memes of, like, this thing accidentally fucking uh, ripping up, like, a fucking bulldozer. And it looks like a... It's, it's just like it had, like, a kernel of corn in its teeth. Because this fucking excavator is, like, the size of a city. It's so ridiculously oversized and overpowered. But, um, You just can't even believe something like that exists on planet Earth. But anyway, there's a lot of machines like that built for war, unfortunately. that's But they're still fucking magnificent. Actually, another uh, thing of, like, uh, feats of human of achievement that I've learned to really, um... appreciate is the Panic the Panama Canal and the Sui Canal. I was just talking about how important those were. And it wasn't until... Obviously, I get most of my history lessons from Civilizations and other video games like Assassin's Creed games full of history. But with Civilization, you get to learn on a very, very, very basic level how the world works. And also about having that huge fucking military. Once all the wars are settled, you're like, fuck, I better start up a war. I got this ridiculous military. The fuck am I going to do? got to stir up some fucking trouble, it's like Canadian bacon, when you're trying to get a war going, because that's, that's the way, uh, a lot of people, the only way that anyone can get support, is by, uh, creating imaginary enemies, and, uh, there's the war on terror, the war on communism, the war on drugs, that's where you, that's where you direct it inward, the war on crime, where you, again, you direct it inward, um, but, you, you just create these imaginary fucking enemies so everyone can point their fucking fingers at somebody and say, they're the bad guy, you know? That's the bad guy. Fuck, I can't even do a... That's the most low-hanging fruit of Tony Montana? What the fuck? Sosa. Wait, hold on. How did it go? Ah, fuck. I, I can't even... I can't even remember any of the lines from the movie. But anyway, I remember going to Cuba and just fucking expecting everyone to talk like Tony Montana. Okay, How you doing? Let me get your bags. You know it's customary to tip. But uh, I'll carry your bags for fun. Ah fuck I can't even do the Tony Montana. That's terrible. Nobody talks like that. Nobody talks like that in Florida. Nobody talks like that in Cuba. Al Pacino talks like that. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, but it, again though he only talks like that in Scarface. If you hear him talk in uh, Carlito's way, because you know he gets another role as a Latino gangster, completely different movie. Um, I think Brian De Palma was just like I'm so sick of the whole Mexican gang or the sorry, not Mexican uh, Latino gangster thing, but he took it in such a completely different direction. I didn't even know the movie was made by the same guys. But anyway, um, if you ever hear or uh, um, if you ever look into it, the it's one of my favorite movies, *Carlito's Way*. But the the guy who wrote the book was a judge, and if you hear him tell his fucking story, um, Al Pacino sounds so much like him. It's he's way more subtle, way more fucking like I don't know. Great fucking movie, anyway. Great fuck It's just again, I don't like to glorify violence or crime, but it's a it's a subculture that I am fucking fascinated by, and I think we all are when it comes to crime, and especially organized crime, um, to just live out, live outside the confines of fucking society, to just be able to do whatever the fuck. Um, well, actually, Carlito's way is, is about a guy trying to fucking, like, get his life on track, trying to go legit and try to live by a certain way, a certain fucking code of ethics, um, because even criminals have a certain code of ethics. Everybody has their parameters that they live by, um, regardless. We all live outside the law to a certain level of comfort. We all live outside of morality at times to a certain level of comfort. So at that point, you know, like, what if nothing is fucking this thing? Either has meaning or it doesn't. <laughs> Ironically, I'm quoting fucking uh, Frank Vincent as uh, Phil Leotardo was talking about um, their their thing. But um, the, the math here. Or whatever, but uh, see, most uh, groups actually labeled terrorist groups, or uh, whether they are or not, are actually just fighting against oppressive regimes. I mean, obviously, I'm. I'm speaking very fucking vaguely The original fucking mafia Or organized crime fucking syndicates um, That were started Were actually just freedom fighters uh, uh, Fighting against oppressive regimes um, Oppressive government fucking groups or whatever And then uh, eventually it just became a way of um, Making money and enforcing laws Outside of the fucking traditional way or whatever They were just secret societies That, I mean, fucking organized crime has existed since the beginning of fucking uh, society itself. As soon as laws were put in place, people started breaking them. And then eventually they got organized, and that's all around the fucking world. But also, the process of just sending fucking criminals to other places is, 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 is an old, old fucking thing. Like, it's like England sending their prisoners to Australia... Ireland sending prisoners to fucking Newfoundland, um, or or like we were talking about Scarface. I say we, as in you guys are on this fucking uh, conversation with me, and all the voices in my fucking head. Uh, but anyway, in um, Scarface, said, uh, Castro sending all his criminals to fucking U- the USA or whatever. Um, people sending refugees all over the fucking world, whether the criminals or fucking not, or or it's like when people are like, you know what I mean, when uh, one city will just send their fucking homeless to another city because they know they can't get back, it's like, what the fuck is that, um, I remember that going on in Toronto, our neighborhood in Mimico, uh, you just, like, all these random crackheads and bums started showing up because they were trying to clean up Crackdale, or, or, or known as Parkdale, they were trying to clean it up, because um, I think they were trying to get the Olympics or something. Um, it's like, well, what the fuck? You're not fixing the goddamn problem. You're just fucking, uh, you're just pushing the fucking shit. You're just sweeping the shit under the rug, like, for fuck's sakes. And Crackdale's always going to be Crackdale. I love it. It has a certain fucking distinct fucking charm. There's a lot of great people there. Um, just like I love Mimico. I, I have more affection for that neighborhood than, than, than most, um, actually, uh, and also Islington and Queensway is one of my favorites, Re- Rexdale is one of my favorites, uh, Islington Bloor, um, these are all neighborhoods I, I had the, lo- um, the joy of living in, and regardless of fucking crime or gentrification, whichever direction it's going in, just like Lakeshore, fuck, <laughs> I don't want to fucking get started on the fucking Lakeshore but, um, anyway, there's, um, there's a certain beauty and charm to all of it, and I mean warts and all, the crime, the fucking crackheads, the fucking, uh, the delinquents, and then there's, uh, there's good people, too, but anyway, once the yuppies come in, they start fucking gentrifying the shit out of everything, it loses its charm. They might try to clean it up a little bit, but they put in this fucking insane pricing uh, housing that no one can fucking afford. Fuck, I remember uh, one time they burned down a church in our neighborhood. Like, of all fucking things. I have no respect for organized religion. I think I've been very fucking, uh, very clear on that. But to burn down a fucking neighborhood building like that? like, a, 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 what, that architecture, like, yeah, I know that, that we need housing and shit, but, like, what that does to people, to demoralize them, I don't know, we went in and fucking clean, um, like, did a sweep on the place, I learned, I learned not to fucking hold back if you're gonna fucking go in and fucking rob a place, I mean, it's already, it's just gonna get burned down anyway, when they when the places are getting blown up, I don't know. Um, I don't want to speak too much, but I've been in a few few places that were intentionally fucking torched. And if you get to go in first, or or like like I said, the first time I went into a fucking uh, meth lab, and the guy just said, "We're in, we're first in, so just fucking sweep the place," and t- he starts putting all this shit in his pockets. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man, we're first in. You know, the next crew, you know, when the next guys come in and fucking... (laughs) It's like, really? This is what we do? Okay. (laughs) I was pretty squeaky clean back then, or at least I tried to. I did accept bribes in some fucking places, but... uh, Anyway, I, I think I explained that well enough. But, again, we are all comfortable... Um, to, a, in a, to an extent, working outside the confines of morality or law. Uh, whether it be religious law, state law, or just our own fucking sense of morality. These are all things that we have to fucking adhere to, and then sometimes go outside. And, uh, you gotta find a balance. Anyway, I, uh, gotta get to work. I'm running a little bit late, which is something that goes against everything I believe and I fucking hate being late. I hate making people wait. Um... And I hate people who blame others, but it's my baby's fault she kept me up half the night last night. But it was a noble thing to uh, try to let my wife sleep for a change and, and take in a night shift for her. So, whatever. Anyway, I love you all. Be well. And uh, I got no tagline. I'm too fucking tired. I got nothing, no way to close up. I, go fuck yourselves. That's, uh, that's it. What's happening everybody, Big Brother Chip here. Coming to you live from the sunny Southlands. Live, live, live! Anyway, um, I did have some crisp, clear, concise thoughts earlier, but I fucking lost them. Now all I've got is tales of uh, how at some point I had some crisp, clear thoughts. Because I remember thinking, you know what? Why can't I have beautiful fucking thoughts like this when I'm recording, when I'm on the spot? I'm on the spot, can't think of a thought. But when I'm fucking doing stuff, uh, it's rough. I don't know. I don't have a fucking rhyme. I, I don't know why I'm trying to come up with a rhyme anyway. But um, I find things that rhyme are easier to fucking remember. Um, on that note, though, there was something in The Simpsons I always found really amusing. We used to use this line a lot. You say something that rhymes and then be like, that rhymes and you know it. (laughs) Like at some points, Homer I guess said that as like, I don't know if this was a real memory or it was even a misquote. So many quotes are completely misquoted and then I hear the fucking thing I've been saying. um, Or sorry, the thing I thought I was saying was wrong all along. Um, Hey, that rhymed. But you know what I mean? You guys know what I'm saying? I don't have a specific example. Or when you hear um, music lyrics I don't think I needed to say music lyrics, song lyrics, when you hear lyrics from a goddamn song music, music song, you, um, when you hear them wrong, when you hear the song and it's wrong and all along, um, but anyway, it's, it's hard to fucking learn the the proper words because you've. Been saying them wrong for so goddamn fucking long, you've just brain has programmed that. And and you know, think about that, guys, as a metaphor for life. Everything is a metaphor. Um, think of how many things you had wrong your whole or you could be wrong about, you know, your whole fucking life. You could be misunderstood. Uh, it could be something as trivial as song lyrics or uh, you know, quotes from a movie or a show. Those things are very important to me. I have to assume they are. Why the fuck would I have wasted endless fucking space in my goddamn brain remembering these things? And even they're not fucking valid. So what the fuck is going on? No wonder Google's trying to sell me storage. Fuck you, Google. not fucking... It ain't gonna fucking happen. All right? Fuck you, Hillary Rodham Clinton, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. Obviously, I'm quoting fucking... uh, American... American history... (laughs) X. Fucking, um... I love when they say the fucking movie title in the movie. But anyway. I hate anybody that isn't white Protestant. (laughs) Oh, God. I love how it's always the most trashy fucking people ever. They're absolute garbage, claiming fucking racial superiority of some kind. It's like, even if any race was the greatest race, like, it was just some way to fucking say these guys are the best, Um, it's always the most garbage fucking people making the claim, so it's like, what the fuck? But I remember I was talking to a guy about this, he was saying all this uh, racist shit about black people, and I was like, Yeah, if you judge the group of people by their fucking lowest common denominator, but look at the fucking, <laughs> look at the white honkies, man, in the fucking government housing. Oh my god. They're the, if they're the best race, they're the best at being the fucking absolute worst. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. There's fucking good and bad in every single fucking group of people, as we all know. There's good and bad in every single person. No one person is just fucking perfect, and no one person is pure fucking evil. At least I don't think so. I don't want to believe that. um, But are all people equal? I don't fucking think so either. Um, Now, to just write people off as good or better is fucking silly, but um, I don't think people are just all born equal. That's fucking la-la land. We're, we're not, like, you know, I think we should strive to fucking create more equality. absolutely. fucking lutely But, uh, yeah, some people are born with clear fucking advantages and disadvantages. That's all there is to it. I mean, to, to say otherwise is disregarding a lot of fucking hardship um, that people go through. A lot of fucking people are on easy street. You know, a lot of people get by and they're just being good looking. Like, fuck, that's a huge fucking advantage. Like me. Incredibly good looking. You know, things have been too easy for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, um. I don't know. Anyway, I like to think of the world as a nice mixed up fucking place full of all kinds of different people. I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't even imagine just relegating or fucking. Um, Assigning yourself to one certain like some people they just like one certain type of thing get the fuck Away from me. I am so sick of this. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to fucking uh, Waste so much time and energy getting upset about people tailgating me but uh, You know what? It's driving me mental The world is uh, you know, what I mean like some people are just like, I just like this type of music I like just like this type of food. I just like this type of fucking um whatever the fuck it is, you know, just like this type of people, it's insane, it's just like there's so much in the fucking world, you could try your entire life to just try new things constantly and still barely put a fucking, uh, barely scratch the surface on how many things there is to enjoy, how many things there are to enjoy, um, Fuck, I feel like I've been talking for 30 minutes. I just keep going, duh, and gazing off into space. Um, I don't think I have anything to say. I was going to say it's been like at least fucking 20 minutes of rambling, but uh, I don't think I got anything to say. That's never stopped me before. But anyway, I just witnessed the most amazing thing. That person that was tailgating me, I think was just pissed off that everyone in front of me was going slow, but acknowledged the fact that I can't really do anything about that and then backed right the fuck off i honestly wish they stayed behind me just to maintain that distance for me the guy that just fucking uh right now is just merging this you know when people just don't want to go they want to let you merge so they're just like slamming on the fucking brakes um a lot of people want to be involved in everything you're doing and that includes like like turning or whatever and it's like okay I understand someone wants to feel good about themselves by being like an extremely overpassive driver but it's like if you start ignoring all the rules of the road and all right-of-way and all these fucking rules that we've all somewhat loosely fucking based our driving on and you just start making it up as you go along and assigning right of way based on how you're feeling we get an absolute shit show on our hands Anyway, that's what this person was trying to do. they were trying to fucking slow right the fuck down because they didn't. They wanted me in front of them, and they're fucked. But anyway, I'm feeling good now because that person that backed the fuck off me. I, I, I it's so fucking rare that uh, anyone does that. Oh, now I got another one behind me again, but that's okay. I'm calm now. I'm happy. That one good deed out, outweighs. Um, I mean, just driving fucking like a respectable fucking safe person is so fucking rare. It's so heartwarming to see. Um, it outweighs all the bad, you know? There's 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 good in the world. What, what the fuck did he say in uh, Lord of the Rings? I don't remember at all. I honestly didn't much care for those fucking movies at the time. I think because my mom watched them all the time, so I was watching them not because I wanted to, but also... Like, I've tried to explain before, at some point my imagination just fucking died. Uh, my ability to enjoy worlds of fantasy just fucking, I don't know, it's like a part in some fucking movie where it's just like you stop believing in Santa Claus because you're a piece of shit and your fucking sense of wonder and your childlike spirit is gone. <laughs> anyway, um... But I always appreciated that those fucking movies were very well done. I think they were great. I just couldn't enjoy them the way other people would. Um, I can't stand when people skew this fucking uh, thing where it's like just because you don't enjoy something doesn't mean it sucks or it's shitty. Um, those are two different things. Whether you like something or not and the quality um, of those things. In my personal opinion, I've heard of the, the opposite argued and I respect that. Um... One guy was talking, I think it was uh, Michael Perioli was talking about this, and he says the quality of something, or the amount of effort doesn't determine the quality. Um, I wish he would have amplified on that, because he's a very intelligent, deep thinker, and I respect what he's saying, but at the same time, I think that the quality of something should be fucking appreciated. Regardless, what well, are talking about, Nirvana, Nirvana, I don't, Nirvana is the thing, I don't know, both sound wrong. Nirvana? I don't know, I, I, I don't know how to say words anymore. Um, anyway, he, he was, and I've had this exact argument many times where it's like the quality of something doesn't dictate, or I don't know how to phrase this, but yeah, the effort put into it, it doesn't dictate the quality. And it's like, I beg to fucking differ. I think it should be fucking appreciated how much time, effort, and fucking, um, talent somebody fucking actually has you can make the cheesiest fucking shit song ever and you could make millions and people could like it but to say it's of the same fucking quality just because it's profitable or enjoyable it's to me i like to give the example of like mcdonald's food it's fucking garbage it's absolute shit we all accept this we all know this um but it has a certain likability. It has a certain comfort and familiarity. I mean, it's been indoctrinated into us through like very um, clever marketing techniques. But um, just because we like it doesn't mean that it's the same quality as like you know some like fucking ten course fucking masterpiece meal made by some fucking amazing chefs, um, whatever the quality is completely fucking objective at that point the likability is a different fucking factor entirely now to put another fucking spin on it it's like i was talking to those guys at the wedding is like they, they just got back to ontario they just got back to canada and they said they wanted to hit their local favorites i'm like well what's your all-time favorite because like ontario's got such a diverse especially you know you're going to toronto and shit You've got the most diverse fucking city ever. You could get food from any fucking part of the goddamn world pretty well. Um, and they, they, of course, said their mom, mama's cooking was their favorite. And it's like, okay, that is a very important thing. Um, and your your mama's cooking that, and that association you have with it or whatever you grew up with will taste like comfort. And not one other person on the planet will have the exact same fucking... Uh, like even your siblings will probably... Say the same. Um, I I can't say with absolute. Some people's mothers have the worst cooking ever. Actually, one of my friends was a chef. She was one of the greatest cooks ever. Um, She actually said her mother was the worst cook ever, and that actually greatly motivated her. So I always tell people, I'm like, well, now there's a serious financial uh, crisis, there's a housing crisis. Like, most kids are never going to leave home for so many reasons. But also, I'm like, if the food is good at home, why the fuck would you ever leave you know it's like shit like what the fuck you, you know when the food is that good you don't want to go like fuck I, I I miss my mama's cooking so much even like sleeping on the floor on the couch or whatever I would I don't give a fuck you know the like I just the, it's like you got to stop uh, like if you're eating well and you're you know you, you got somewhere to live it's like well what the fuck but anyway I digress um the point is is those um I think I've already gone over all this shit. I finally have, like, you know, feel like I had something to say, but it's like I've already fucking said it. Um, there was a great scene I, I referenced before in, um, Breaking Bad about that when he's explaining, like, in the Hippocampus, which I thought was a college for hippopotamuses, uh, No, uh... What's it called? There's something about the Latin or Greek fucking words Hippo and campus as the, as a, um... Is why, well, I mean, obviously it means like a place of learning. Um, but also, it's something about I, I don't fucking know. I don't know. But anyway, um, remember that fucking commercial for the house hippo? How awesome was that? <laughs> the little tiny hippopotamus that could live in your house. Hippopotamuses are actually absolute fucking assholes. Um, I guess in the wild they'll, they'll fucking, they're not very nice. But anyway, they're absolutely adorable when they're babies. Most things are. Well, I wouldn't say most things. Most things are insects if you really think about it. I don't know why I gotta fucking analyze everything that goddamn say. Now, on this note, people will this is another another matter of debate. Um when I say like my baby's objectively adorable. Now obviously I'm biased. Um but my, every baby is cute, there's a, that's, that's another fucking thing that occurs in our brain, where we look at small things, and find them adorable, that's a survival mechanism, so that we'll love them unconditionally, and want to take care of them, um, and so, but my baby's actually cuter than most babies ever will be, that's just an objective fact Like, and, and if you think, okay, well, you know, you're biased I was a fucking ugliest shit baby I was born like 10 weeks fucking early I'm just lucky to be alive, to be honest um, And I can say that about many um, After, after uh, trying to recap many fucking parts of my life The parts I can still fucking uh, remember I'm very, very lucky to be alive for a lot of fucking reasons We all are, in, in, in some ways Unless you have like the shittiest life ever and you're like, fuck you, every day is suffering. Everything is suffer. life is suffering, anyone who tells you different is selling something, as uh, the great Carrie L. West once said in uh, Princess Bride. What a classic movie. Um, fucking uh, Andre the Giant, man, he's great. Rob Reiner's like, this motherfucker can't, well, I don't think he swears. Actually, you know what was great? Uh, Rob Reiner isn't a guy who typically swears. Um... But his character in fucking um, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I love that. And I love uh, how he would just fucking completely snap out of it when he would be on the phone or whatever. That's uh, that's hilarious. I feel like, um, kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Boardwalk Empire. Where his missus first season, like going off and talking about killing people and doing like horrible shit like that. And she's like horrified like obviously she must have known this is going on but she never actually heard it from his mouth like that like he, he got smashed in the head or something i think um as a guy who's been smashing the head my fucking memory's not too clear but um his brain was fucking up i think they did a really good job in that show uh of that i don't know that, that whole sequence anyway but Actually, a better example is if you guys watch The Sopranos. If you haven't watched The Sopranos, you're a piece of shit. Just turn this off and go fucking watch The Goddamn Sopranos. Greatest fucking show. Actually, one of my best pals, he just fucking watched the show recently. I'm like, how the fuck did you miss it? But I actually envy him because it's like I wish I could watch it for the first time without ever watching. It. It's one of the greatest shows of all time. I, up until Game of Thrones, I'd say it was the best show ever made. But it's like apples and fucking bowling balls. completely different genres. But that show specifically the sopranos changed what tv could fucking be um no fucking show was ever that fucking good before you know tv had a certain shitty level of quality a certain lack of budget a certain fucking cheesiness about it which was okay but then someone said why don't we make it good like a fucking movie you know why don't we have some really good writing some really good sets some really good actors some like fucking you know like let's really go at this and I remember Sopranos were like a hundred bucks a fucking season, give or t- sometimes more. But the thing is, yeah, for a season of a show, I would normally only pay like, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, just, you know, get the shit on the clear out. But the fucking Sopranos was worth it. It's like, fuck, those are like 10 fucking movies. Um, you're getting right there. And it's it's top quality. I happily paid for it. Uh, first, I got burnt copies. When one of my best good buddies... Um, he actually burned a whole bunch of them for us because he was the only one that could actually afford to buy the fucking shit. Um, but then if you think about it, you know, he, he fucking bought the shit when it was like 100. He was buying everything, like, you know, paying top dollar. But when he made fucking 10 copies, uh, he's he's a guy that, you know, does well, but he spreads it around. He's a, you know, he does need a loan. That's another reference to that show. Um, I don't know. You don't realize just how, how, how uh, much people... Uh, how great some people are until you, like, reflect, you know, or sometimes you don't realize how shitty some people are, but, um, and that just makes you appreciate the, the good people you get to have in your life and all the great things they do for you. We movers I don't think that's even how I said it. I, I was trying to learn some fucking Dutch. Um, I was trying to say I have furniture for you, because that's the only thing I want to say so far. I fucking... Oh, I know milk, milk is milk, a lot of people say milk or pello. uh, is just silly, but if you're saying milk, it's, uh, Dutch for milk, so that's, uh, not just a mispronunciation. A lot of people mix up, uh, mix up fucking vowel sounds, you know, it's like me trying to say nirvana, nirvana, um, now both sound wrong, because I don't know anymore, or Futurama, I think that's wrong, I think it's Futurama, but I uh, could be wrong, Um, some teacher used to say drama, and then they'd say baby mama drama, and it's like, that expression is meant to rhyme, so either say baby mama drama, big mama jamma, or say baby mama drama, Because it's supposed to rhyme. Some expressions are supposed to rhyme. And therefore therefore derive their uh, credibility from that. Much like the reference. Which I don't think I'm actually quoting properly. uh, Where it's like, that rhymes and you know it. (laughs) Anyway. I am home. And I have a serious fucking plumbing disaster. That I'm trying to work on here. Um, I hate this intersection so much because it doesn't line up, so if you get in a cross, fucking whatever, um, they're, they're skewed, so that if you get in a fucking cross, what, oh, this fucking cunt. First, I felt bad for making some dickhead weight, but he's one of these guys with a broken muffler, or worse, the muffler that does the exact opposite of what a muffler's supposed to be. Before, it was just annoying. Now, it's like I try to walk around the neighborhood, and these assholes, they gun it every time, because they're fucking got tiny dicks, and... Whatever. Like, go get a jacked up pickup truck that's at least quiet. Don't fucking get me with the goddamn. Because it makes my baby cry. Because they just got it it's so fucking loud. They have such sense of hearing. It's like you're just freaking out babies and dogs and shit. And like, I'm hard of hearing, so it doesn't bother me as much. It's just irritating, but like. Anyway. I don't know, man. It's just like I get it. You need attention, but like, fuck. There's so many better ways of going about it. I love you all. Um, if you if you have a muffler like that, then I'm sorry. Um, I said that there is no there's good and bad in everyone. If you have a muffler like that and you rip around a residential area, just hitting the fucking gas, you are a hundred percent a piece of shit. That is an absolute, no doubt in any of our minds. Okay, and if you, yeah. Anyway, I love you all, except for the fucking people with those sucking fucking shit can mufflers Um, other than that I love you all be well, wishing everyone else well this episode is brought to you by Franklin's D-Muffler are you not getting enough attention in your neighborhood are the ladies ignoring you don't give them the option, get everyone looking your way and saying what the fuck is that Franklin's (laughs) D-Mufflers Thank you.